episode 37 of the Division 3's finest podcast. This NFL Week 7 recap is brought to you by Insert Your Advertisement Here. We started off with the Battle of Goats and Jones, where Daniel Pacman Jones and the Golden Tate Warriors were clicking on all cylinders. It's almost like Tate has been taking beaties or something. He can't be stopped. While Tom Brady was too busy making out with his son rather than watching game film, yes, this joke will be used every week. The Patriots' defense and special days were too much for Pat Shermer to handle. Turns out the Giants were all partly no bite. Patriots 35, the New York football Giants 14. Next, we go to the United Kingdom, where famous Jameis Winston looked more interested in turnover pastries and watching the picky blinders than playing professional football. Godwin had a solid performance, but even he had to bow to Christian Mingle McCaffrey, who was respectfully macking all over the end zone all night. Turns out Kyle Allen Iverson was the answer this week. Cam Newton, 37. Stolen crab legs, 26. Fumble! Next, in South Beach, despite Bo, Bill, Callahan feeling sad no one went to his birthday party, the man delivered in his coaching debut, leading a very impressive game plan of handing the ball to Adrian Peterman Peterson. Just incredible stuff. Miami continues to struggle at home, and it appears Josh Rosen may not be the chosen one after all. Keenum, do you love me? Are you sorry? 17, Guns and Rosen. 16. Next to the land of everyone's favorite city, Cleveland, Ohio, Russell Luke Wilson continues his MVP campaign, outdueling Baker Hulu has live sports and many other endorsements Mayfield. The QB wide receiver chemistry continues to be an issue, especially with this special Seahawks secretary having Cleveland and Iron Man questioning, where's Jarvis? This kitchens might need some remodeling. Pete Carroll, 32. Gabby Gowdy, 28. Next, we go back, back, back to Kirk Brothers and the Minnesota Vikings, where Stefan Diggs in a blanket returned from his chemistry sabbatical and decided to play real-life NFL football this week, much to the displeasure of millions of fantasy owners who left him on the bench. The Vikings team is a tough one to figure out, but I got a feeling this Kirk Cousins will be showing up more often. Dalvin Klein, 38. Chris Carson, 20. Murray, her? But I don't even know her. In Arizona, Kyler Murray and David Duke Johnson dominated the offensive plan of attack, combining for five touchdowns in just under 10 feet of height. Meanwhile, the month of suck continues in the state of Georgia as Kobe Matt Bryant doesn't possess the clutch gene we all thought he had. It seems Operation Don't Get Damn Quinn Fired has come to a stunning close. That could be all she wrote for the Falcons' 28-3 era. Kyle Corver, 34, saving Private Matt Ryan, 33. Next, we go to our private investigators in Kansas City, the detectives Watson and Sherlock Mahomes, where Deshaun Watson was playing no sidekick today. He was the man in this one, slicing and dicing this Kansas City defense like the Karate Kid. What's on? What's on? Not sure what's going on with the Chiefs, but we think it has something to do with Andy Reid and his obsession with eating pirate Pringles. J.J. Watson, your wallet, 31. Mahomes alone, 24. Next, we're moving on to Baltimore, and it was all about Lamar Samuel L. Jackson running all over these motherfuckers like he was acting in some kind of movie or something. The Red Rocket Andy Dalton continues to struggle, shocker, and the question remains, is it Ryan Finley time yet? And who the fuck is Ryan Finley? The better Harbaugh, 23, Bungles, 17. It could go all the way. In the Battle of Los Angeles, in hot and young head coaches, Kyle Shanahan proved he was ready for primetime, game planning the shit out of Sean McVay and leading Jimmy G-Spot Garoppolo to the promised land. Meanwhile, curious George Kittle continues to make his case as the league's best tight end. After all, he hasn't retired and tends to avoid shoving his offensive coordinators. Jared can't shake it off. 69ers 20. Alexander Cooper Cup 7. Next, we're on to Duval. 
where Michael Thomas the Tank Engine and Teddy Two Gloves continue their true true ways on the winning train. Carter mentioned the 1500 fight quarterback the way it's supposed to be played generations ago, where no chimeras existed and six points was enough to win a football game. Not anymore. New Orleans survives with some help from Sir Pope Francis. Pimpin' a breezy 13, Saxonville 6. Next, in the mile high, Philip Lindsay Lohan continues to pose all over movie posters and the end zone, rushing for 70 yards and a TD. Joe Flacco's elite tendencies has really opened up the passing game, and it's never good news when your team is looking for an offensive spark from Ryan Tannehill. Major yikes. Panera bread, flacaroni and cheese, and the Broncos 16. One tree, Tannehill, and the Titans 0. Lady on my wayward son. In the Empire State, Sam Darnold has returned from his intense, life-threatening battle with Mono. And the New York Football Jets are back, baby. The Cowboys appear to be struggling with some kind of Zika virus. Zing. And Dak Prescott just hasn't been the same since incorporating spicy nuggets into his daily diet. Cowboys make a run late, but to no avail. Sam Darnold make out session 24. Baby got Dak. 22. Yes, we go to a home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers in Los Angeles, where Devin George W. Bush and the Steelers overwhelmed an already overwhelmed father of nine, Philip Rivers. He looked discombobulated all night, and Duck Hodges was a man on a mission out there, seizing his moment and impressing with an incredible array of checkdowns and screens to James Conner. I don't even know her. Mike Tomlin isn't going anywhere, baby. Junior Bacon Roethlisberger, 24. Cry me a river, 17. Finally, we finish it off with some Monday Night Football and everyone's favorite commentator, Booger McFarlane, where it was absolute fire festival of a night for Matt Patricia. Aaron Rodgers and Jamal Charles Williams looked incredible largely due to the officiating crew, causing A-list sport programs and Colin Coward to question the NFL jaw rules. Matthew Delavadova Stafford played with grit all night, but the likelihood of him beating Aaron Rodgers on the road is like expecting a fraudster to be able to pull off the biggest music festival of all time in the Bahamas with just two weeks of prep. The world just doesn't work like that. Discount double check in the Packers 23, Inglorious Staffords in the Lions 22. What's up, guys? Episode 47 of the division three's finest podcast and you know we just got wrapped up with probably one of our best <laughs> interviews of all time with lee salman what do you guys think hey hey i definitely think so i'm not arguing with that statement for sure and just before we get to that beautiful interview with lee salman we do have week seven hot ones picks and i'm unfortunately on a two-week losing streak so you know very unfortunate and we do have three very tough games this week so the first matchup of the week is Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. The Vikings are favored by a point and a half here. We want to start. What was it again? You changed Viking, it. It's not Vikings on the spread uh, The Vikings the versus the Lions uh, at, at Detroit. The Lions at Detroit? No, the Vikings versus the Lions at Detroit. Yeah, the Lions right, are at Detroit. The yeah. I, I got you. I heard you. I heard you. Right. My bad. Vikings are favored by a point and a half. I know you guys keep losing, but I mean, don't don't come oh, at me. Oh, I've never lost. Just because I'm not gonna lose again, I don't need your attitude. Right. It's just me. It's not uh, it's not Schubert, unfortunately. All right, I guess I'll start. Um, this is this is one of those games where like I'm kind of scared to pick either team. No uh, way. This is a lock. No, it's I'm not finished, but lock. this is a lock. It's either the Lions who just went wire to wire with the Packers, who I I guess are good. Or it's the Vikings. Well, just you just don't know who you're gonna get with Kirk Cousins every week. So, but saying that, you know, I like to you know risk it, gamble a little bit. I'm going Vikings. 
uh, because I'm really praying for good right, Kirk Cousins this week. And mainly also because two of their receivers, Stephon Diggs and Thielen, are on my fantasy team. So please ball out. Shout out. That's it. All right. Lions, lock it in. No doubt about it. Lions, 10 points. No one by 10. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going Vikings as well. Uh, I do not feel good about it, but uh, <laughs> no. I just think there's more talent on that team, and I really don't trust Stafford. Not that I trust Cousins, but I just think, you know, other than the quarterbacks, there's more talent on the Vikings side. All right. You guys should – I'm already thinking about a joint video you guys can do after this week. I mean, if they lose, it's – you know, Cousins is probably going to play a terrible game, but, you know, Vikings, better running back, better wide receiver core, better defense. You don't got to try to convince me, man. All right. Okay, uh, next we got the Texans versus Jacob Schulberg's Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by a point and a half at home. Okay, that's big. So I'm kind of actually surprised the Colts are favored. Yeah, I am as well. Just because I feel like uh, there's a little bit, a little bit of injuries to our defense. But I think people, you know, the NFL, whoever makes, whoever you know in Vegas decides to uh, make these lines, I think they're Schubert, still I've already our put the Colts for you. You don't have to finish. I don't have to finish. I already. I, you're gonna pick the Colts. You're good. Yes, I'm picking the Colts. I mean, that's obvious. But I'm, st- I'm kind of surprised that we're favored. Just gonna. Can I talk about the Lions? This is a revenge game for the Lions. Also, I forgot to say that. So you guys are, like, you guys are really screwed on that. Talking point. about the Colts. Shut the, shut the hell. Up. I know, but I forgot to say, and I needed to go back. Did you pick the Colts? You taking the Colts? Yes. I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I think they like are really starting to figure it out. Like you and me, uh, both said, Shub. Like it's honestly. A genuine surprise that the Colts are even favored, so I think that says a lot. Um, it is at home, so that makes me nervous about the pick, but um, definitely taking the Texans uh, on the road. I think Sean's just balling out. I think they're kind of figuring it out as a team. Uh, defense is solid. Um, I- I'm taking the Texans. Yep, I'm taking Texas as well. Uh, duly noted, though, both these teams beat Kansas City in Kansas City. So, you know, both teams are playing really well, but... Uh, yeah. I'm just going to pick the better quarterback here because it's really a toss-up for me. Jacoby Brissett's good. What are you talking about? So, yeah, if they had traded Jacoby Brissett for Deshaun Watson straight up, you'd be upset. Is that your final uh, answer? No, absolutely not. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next game, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. The Titans are favored by a point and a half here. All right, so... This is another game where I just don't feel good about this. Three crazy um, hard games this week. Yeah, so the, here's how I'm picking this game. Kyler Murray is around my height, so I'm choosing the Cardinals. That's how I'm picking the game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out short quarterbacks. No, shoot. Uh, I just, you got your email up? My email. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, man. Uh, ben, do you want to run this last game by us just real quick again? Like, I think I forgot the line, so if you don't mind giving us the game that we're picking on right now again. You said Cardinals versus Right, so uh, it's the Los Angeles Chargers versus the oh, Tennessee Titans on. in Tennessee. I'll... The Titans are favored by a point and a half, like I just said a minute ago. I literally was not listening. I was just looking up. Yes, oh, 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 he was a shocker. Since when did we change this? Because the Lions and said, I'm <laughs> changing the line to the Chargers game because it's oh. better than the Cardinals Giants. <laughs> I literally did not see Texas. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. So, 
Um, it says Chargers versus Titans. Um, one and, the, and, the, and the Titans are a one-and-a-half-point favorite, right, Ben? <laughs> right, in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Who's out? Oh, in Tennessee. Okay. Um, I'm going. Sure. <laughs> I'm going with, uh, hopefully, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, because I don't, you know, f*** it, it's already bad enough. <laughs> okay, so you're going Titans. All right. Titans. Yeah. Uh, I am going for that, for just because Tannehill's playing, and I just don't think you can trust the Titans anymore. You get that feeling sometimes where you just like, you just can't trust the team. You know, they they ha- they could be good. They they have the hype around them to be a decent team, but when push comes to shove, you just can't trust them. That's how I feel. I'm starting to feel about the Titans. Uh, so I'm gonna have to take the Chargers. I think also the Chargers similar, not as not as big as the Lions, but similar revenge game. Maybe more of a, a bounce back game. Bounce back game is better than a revenge game. Right. Because they did not look good. Yeah, they look very terrible uh, against my very own Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Super Chargers as well. Uh, Do I feel great about it? Uh, This is probably the most confident I feel feel about the games. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel great about it. Well, you said the Lions are a lock, though. So you must feel pretty good about that one. Um. Oh right. Well, obviously that's the only one. The other two, you know. Yeah. Those are those are up in the air. The Lions are a lock. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Confirmed. All right. Um. So uh, that's all we got. Um. You know, for the football side of this, and you know, now we're gonna go to our interview with Lee Solomon. A few moments later. Now joining us on the podcast, uh, future recurring guest, old friend of mine, great, great friend, uh, one of the greatest guys I know. Uh, currently plays minor league baseball in the Padres organization. Uh, so huge shout out to the friend of the show, Lee Solomon. How's it going, bro? What's up, man? Appreciate the intro. Probably more than I deserve, but uh, I'm doing well. That. I'm glad to be on. Hey, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, we were just kind of touching base a little bit, but I think we're ready to get into it. Uh, ben, do you want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. So uh, just for like a little more information for our listeners, our brand Division three's finest kind of, you know, revolves around the fact that, you know, we weren't very good at baseball. You know, we're all about grit. <laughs> and, you know, we play more for, you know, the team aspect and love of the sport. But we know you're a professional now. You get paid real so, money. So uh, you're beyond that level. But just talk to us about, like, your passion for baseball and, you know, give us some background on your story and just pursuing baseball full time now. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's definitely crazy to be in a spot I'm in now. Uh, me and Andrew have been playing. We play together all the time growing up, playing against, against them with each other. Uh, when I was in high school and stuff, like, I didn't think I was going to be a pro baseball player. Honestly, I just wanted to like, go to a good program and kind of like you guys play on a good team, meet some cool people and stuff. And then, like, somewhere along the road, someone told me I was good enough to play pro. So I was like, oh, shit. So, uh, we'll you know, that. it's been fun, like, uh, just kind of playing and grinding away. Like, this is my first full season with the Padres, so... I started in low A, ended up in high A at the end of the season, so it was kind of successful. But it was like 148 games we played, Casual. which was absurd, like craziest amount of games I've ever played in my entire life. I never thought I could be so tired playing ball, but yeah, man, it was a. Uh, How many did you say? That. We said? How many games? 148. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, dude, so it's like close to big league That's season. But, yes, for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, that's a crazy jump from what the probably no more than like 50, 60 maybe normally yeah, at the like, most. Exactly. Yeah. In college, you play like 60 or something like that. Yeah. Way that's more. crazy. 
That's nuts. But yeah, so let's uh, let's skip ahead to your senior year. Or I mean, let's let's go back, I guess. Revisit your senior year. Yeah, re- let's revisit it at, uh, at Lipscomb. <laughs> did I say that right? Is it Lipscomb or did I, did yeah. I announce that wrong? Okay, Lipscomb. Hey, also <laughs> fellow Bison, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, we Huge were Bethany Bison also. So I, you know, this is already going well. It's good, good juju going on <laughs> in the interview. Right Very now. good juju. <clears throat> so you know, it was a big season for you. Obviously, you know, you're trying to win a conference championship and ultimately, you know, get drafted. Uh, but it turns out not to be such a great season for the team. You know, us us as a bison at Bethany, we had that issue too. Um, <laughs> but it turns out to be a pretty good year for you personally with your season. Uh, this is, just describe that process after finishing your college career because, you know, us three, we finish our college career, and it's like, yep, that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, you know, go, go find some beer leagues or something. But, you know, what's the uncertainty, uncertainty level like, and how soon did you start – hearing from, like, teams. Did they, right as the season ended, did you hear from a team? Or yeah, tell me how so that like, happened. So, as a junior, I got a lot of draft buzz. And I, that year was probably more stressful because I was like, I think I'm going to get taken. I don't know if I'm going to take it. Is the money going to be worth it? All this stuff. So, like, on draft day, I'm kind of waiting for my phone to ring and everything. It doesn't. So, I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. I'm going back to my senior year. But as a senior, I don't know, man. It was sad for, like, a lot of real reasons. Like, it's been four years at a program that, like, taught me so much and the guys who are, like, my best friends. So it's hard, bro. Like, I'm, like, sitting there, like, trying to hold back tears. But on the other side, I was also thinking, like, you know, this probably isn't the last baseball I'm going to play. Uh, had a lot of good conversations with, like, my current agent and, like, some other people in the sure. program who are just like, Front man, you're, you're going to be picked up in a couple weeks, you know? So, like... And I wasn't, like, too stressed about it. I tried to just stay chill. Mostly because the year before, when I was a junior, I was so stressed out the whole time. Like, what's going to happen is going to happen when, in reality, I have no control of it. So, it was it was weird, like, being done playing Ellipson because I put so much into it. But it definitely was an interesting process, like, waiting on draft day, trying to get a call. Gotcha. So, I guess... You know, like you said, uh, you did kind of mention, you know, in high school, you might not have expected, like, you never would have expected this. So, I know you said somebody kind of told you, was that anybody in particular? And, like, what was that conversation like when, you know, someone finally kind of said to you, you know, hey, you're good enough to go play? Like, talk a little bit more about that. I mean, I'm sure you guys, like, had exit meetings with your coaches, like, after seasons and stuff. (laughs) I remember I had, like, a really big sophomore year. I hit, like, 370 and all these great things and, uh, yeah it was, a, it was an absurd year bro I've never <laughs> that a lot. you love to see um, it yeah but this, they're just like you know like you're you're a pro and I mean they told me that and I was like yeah whatever but coming back as a junior and like having all these meetings with teams and scouts calling me and stuff that's when I was like oh like this is real you know so mm-hmm. that was when I was like damn I guess I could maybe do this but right uh, it, just had to keep grinding still even then it was like weird to me yeah i think i'd imagine it's one of those you know it's hard to kind of believe you know everyone even if everyone is saying it until you're kind of in that moment so i guess kind of along that same line um so you got you finally got the phone call or however it was you know communicated to you i'm assuming a phone call so we all dream of that you know getting drafted or getting called up to the big leagues um so it's like all your life years and years of hard work dedication all like leading up to that point um what was that like day like for you what was that call like for you um oh, you know just get into that a little bit bro that was crazy i just remember like i the year before like, i got something i was so locked into it i was like i'm just not gonna look at anything keep my phone on me just chill 
my mom's blowing on my phone every two seconds, like, you need to call someone, try and figure something out. I'm like, yo, just relax. Like, it's going to be all right. We have no control. <laughs> so I, like, go into my room, and I go on my laptop to, like, check the draft tracker just to like, oh, what round is it? Like, see what's kind of going on. Mm-hmm. 25th round, I look on there. Can't make the story up. Look on there. Padres are picking next. I'm like, oh, cool. And I go my mom, like, you know, maybe they'll take me, and I just see my name pop up on the screen. Oh, I'm like, so you found out, you just, you found out watching Draft Tracker. That's how you found yeah, out. Yeah, I literally watched that, so I'm like, I literally asked you, I was like, I see my name, I'm like, yo, what the f-? And then my phone immediately <laughs> starts blowing up. So <laughs> the area scout who called me, or who drafted me, called me, he's like, hey man, congratulations, like, we're taking you, you know, it's, it's an exciting thing, and we're excited yeah. to have you on the board, and all this stuff, and I'm just kind of sitting there, like, not even saying a word, I'm like, is this, like, real, you know? <laughs> right. It's like I'm thinking, if that happens, and everyone insane. starts calling you, you get a million calls and stuff. So, yeah, I think I was probably, I think I might have shot you quick text. I'm, I'm sure I was among the, among the many there for sure. Oh yeah, you're well deserved. I imagine it's yeah, more probably. bizarre at like that level too, because like you know basketball, NFL, there's only a certain amount of rounds, but MLB, like there's you know 40 rounds, so you really never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. There's so much uncertainty and like. Everyone's on someone's list, so you don't know who's just real or who actually made it on the like final list and stuff. So, right. But yeah, man, it's an emotional day, but one of the better days of my life for sure. For sure. So, uh, just moving on to you know arriving to the pro level, you played at a top tier D one conference, and you play in the Cape Cod League. So obviously, you've seen high caliber baseball your whole life. But you know, was there any like holy moment when maybe you first arrived at spring training seeing like Machado take BP or seeing 95 plus that you're like you know all right this is gonna be you know, a little different now <laughs> yeah dude there's I can give you a couple moments like I remember even when I was in Arizona which is like rookie level like it's not even that difficult I remember the first time I tried yeah to it's not hard at all. Like I got a, yeah I felt like I got a good jump you know I'm like not slow hosed in second I'm like what the f- so that was crazy. Or like in spring training this year, our number one prospect, Mackenzie Gore, is lefty. He's like he'll be in the big leagues next year, year after. Probably he's just a special guy. But I think he's like the number two overall prospect in baseball. But faced him for the first time, and it was like funky ninety-seven, ninety-seven, and then just the grossest, grossest curveball team my entire life. So yeah. like you see guys that are like. Yeah, he's gonna be in the show for sure, right. and that stuff's crazy to see. But other than that, it's just fun to compete. Like, yeah, to be against those guys and right. step in the box and be like, all right, let's see what I got. Right, right. So, and just a quick follow up to that. You know, I'm sorry if I messed this up personally, but you know, according to Baseball Reference, you know, our sabermetric research, uh, you pitched three innings last year at Fort Wayne in Single A. Is that accurate? And if it is, yeah, you know, what's your pitching selection look like? <laughs> yeah, I got. So the first time I was like, I was in the dugout. We're getting ran by this team in a doubleheader in the first game, and I'm coming in from second base. It's cold too. It's like we're in Fort Wayne, so it's freezing. Mm-hmm. And I'm mean, just like, AC's like, hey, Solo, have you uh, ever pitched before? And like, Andrew can test. Like, I've I didn't pitch when we were younger. I've never pitched. I probably pitched like three, four innings my entire life. So I'm like. Nah, I man, like, that. I never pitched. He's like, all right, cool, so you're going in next inning, go to the end, uh, warm it up, and then you got the next three outs. So I was like, all right, well, sounds good. First patter, give up a homer, like. Oh, no. I was expecting, yeah, like, just three straight Ks. Nah, bro. I gave up, 
like three runs my first outing and then two scoreless after that. So ERA dropped a little bit. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's how you finish. That's what they yeah. always say. Not how you start. Exactly. Is there you, any, you throwing any junk over there? Nah, bro. I was just trying to make straight my heat. Pumped up, straight I'm thinking cutter. fastball cutter mix is what I'm thinking. <laughs> 90, 92th movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you check the radar? Do you, do you get any numbers? Oh, yeah. I was sitting probably like uh, 65 to 70. <laughs> I yes. around hey. like 45 to 50. Nice. Some, people, some people struggle with that. That's a weakness exactly. for some guys. So, I mean, it got me out other yeah. Exactly. It's hard to wait back. <laughs> All right, so shifting gears a little bit back into some of the differences between college and pro ball, um, just from like an outsider's perspective, because obviously I'm not in the pros. Um, the minors feel like a very unique process because while you know it's a high level of competition, almost everyone in the organization is trying to you know move up, uh, whether it's players, coaches, or managers. Uh, you know, everyone has aspirations of reaching the bigs and, st- and stuff like that. Um, so just like, what's the dynamic like overall compared to your past experiences, like in college? And like prep ball, and is the business like aspect of you know being in press sports already like set, like kind of set into you, or like is it apparent to you stuff like that? Yeah, that's a good question, man. It's very real. Like as far as like the team stuff goes, like obviously in college you're all working towards a similar goal of like we want to win a championship, we want a conference, all that stuff. Like in the pros, you're all just individually trying to make it to the big leagues, which like. On the teams I've been on, I've been blessed to be around dudes who are, like, really cool and, like, we become good teammates and we read on each other and stuff like that. But I know plenty of guys who are like, man, my teammates aren't that cool. Like, everyone's kind of out for themselves. It's not fun all the time going to the park. So that's, like, a natural part of it. And the business side, like, you can easily see when you first get there. Like, there's guys who have a lot of money invested in them who are going to play this many games and they're going to move up at this rate and – going to get every opportunity, you know, because, I mean, it's just, it's a part of it, like, it's an investment. Right. Some guy gets $2 million, another guy gets $2,000. The $2 million guy is going to get as many chances he can to prove himself, so. Mm-hmm. Um, something you got to just deal with and grind through, like, for me, like, a lot of the opportunities I get are from being a grinder and trying to find ways, like, I played a lot of first base this year, and hey. you guys don't know me, but I'm five foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Same. Pounds, but, like, I swung it pretty well. And they're like, you're an athlete, and you think you can play anywhere, so let's see how you play there. And it allowed me to get on the field and play a lot. So, you know, it's just trying to be available and do those things. Absolutely. Yeah, big. that's that's how I ended up playing at school, too. So definitely feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So while we're on the topic of, you know, the differences uh, between college and, and pro ball, um, you might have seen some headlines going around. We're personally big believers. Um, are the balls juiced? <laughs> oh, I can personally guarantee you that the balls are juiced. So mm. oh. when I was in, when I was in, yeah. So when I'm in high, like high, the California league is a big stop for rehab guys. So like, like I faced Julio Urias, the lefty from the Dodgers this year, yeah. um, and like a couple of rehab guys who are back there. But like they pitch with big league baseballs, and we use minor league baseball, so there's a difference. And like. You can tell. Like, I got a ground ball to me from a big league pitcher, Garrett Richards, who was pitching for us. It was like a hard hit ground ball, but, like, normally all year, just regular pace. This ball was, like, skipping. And then, like, you see balls that are hit off those big leaguers that just keep on going and, like, don't stop. When, like, minor league baseball, it doesn't go anywhere. 
There is a real significant difference between the baseballs. Ben, you got to clip that. That's yeah. proof. I think that's all 100%. the proof we need. That's all, that's all the proof we need. Oh, we yeah. Have, yeah, we've had some doubters on the show um, as well, so that's oh, a great uh, Hold on. Little, little point real quick. A recent doubter, Coach Calhoun, um, friend of the program, he just came out and he's now supporting the balls are juiced. He's on board. He's, we converted wow. him. Love to hear yeah. that. I'm telling you. Wow. All right, so. Okay, go yeah, ahead, man. Good. No, no that's that was it. Okay. All right, so another challenge, you know, you face in the minors that there's so many different levels. You know, it's unique compared to the NFL where there's no minor leagues or even the NBA. There's just one. It's the G League, uh, formerly known as the D League, RIP. Um, so how do you balance the sense of urgency uh, between wanting to progress quickly versus staying patient and just focusing on how you can get better, like, day by day? Uh, it's hard, especially with such a long season. Like, you end up in, like, the middle of July – and you played 15 straight games, no off days, and you're like, wow, we still have 100 more games left. Like, it's hard to feel like I got to just trust the process and wait it out and go day by day. But, I mean, everyone struggles with that, you know. Like, it's not independent to me or, you know, someone I know. So, I don't know, man. It's not easy. I wish I had the key to being so locked in every day to be like, yeah, like, I'm solely focused on this. But there's plenty of guys in the big leagues now who, waited their time and did their five years in the minor leagues or whatever it was and made it to the show. So you got to look at those guys and look at the blueprint and try and follow through that, you know? Yes. Um, so kind of speaking on that, you're kind of talking about a grind. So that kind of plays into baseball, especially being a big mental sport. Um, so is that something you've really kind of maybe in your career keyed on or, or maybe had to maybe focus more on it now? Uh, and, you know, what are, what does that look like you know, for you, like, just kind of, is that a focus of yours? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, personally, I'm a pretty mentally mature person, so college really sure. helped me go in that aspect. Like, when I got there as a freshman, I really I got to listen as a freshman. I really wasn't, like, all that great of a player, and a lot of my friends were playing a lot, and I wasn't playing, and I kind of had to grow up and be like, I got improvements to make, and I got, you know, some, some things I got to change about my game, so... College definitely helped me grow mentally and try to figure out that you know you don't always get it right away. Sometimes you got for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then uh, you know, last you thing learn, you learn quick. That's for sure. Mhm. And then you know, just last thing before we get into some rapid fire questions. So you know, it's off season for baseball unless you're Max Scherzer, you know, throwing 98 in the playoffs. But what's your like daily routine look like now and what are some aspects you know you might be working on with your game that are and some short-term goals maybe yeah i mean so right now like i just i worked out the last couple of days i've been off for like two and a half three weeks so like i just need to take some time off um but yeah like it's kind of trying to find that balance of like making sure that you're not going too hard while also being prepared so i probably won't swing for like another month and then like then I'll start to get into some stuff, but a lot of it is just, like, honing consistency. Like, a lot of guys I play with are, like, really good players, but they're not always consistent, and that's the same with me. Like, I feel like I'm a good player who has good highs and can drop sometimes, so really just trying to find what will help me, you know, stay at the highest possible level I can for a 150-game season. Right. 150 games. That's oh insane. God. That's insane. <laughs> it doesn't get any easier here. Crazy. All right, so we got some rapid-fire questions before we get into our last segment, Fancy BS. So, you know, first question, I don't know if you've ever met this guy or not, but, you know, is Manny Machado, is he a douchebag or is he just a dick? <laughs> uh, 
Manny Machado. He's an all right guy, man. He's not that. He does. He runs by his own code. I'll tell a, a small story real quick because I know you don't have all the time in the world, but we have a rule in the. No, tell us all the stories. We, we have yeah. a rule in the weight room uh, at spring training. That's like, you know, uh, you gotta wear Padres affiliated shirt, shirts and apparel. Shoes have to be tied. No phones. All this stuff. And he comes in, Jordan Machado gear. On side Jordan threes, two cell phones, and just like hops on this bike, and we're all joking like, so no one gonna say anything to him or, but I mean like he's Machado, so he's gonna do, it. but he's not a bad dude. I, yeah, it's a very professional question or professional response. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's like you, it's it almost is kind of like you said earlier. Uh, you know, you can tell when a guy has you know money invested in him. Yeah, uh, that's pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Am I gonna get in trouble if I soundbite that and tag the Padres? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do oh, that. Don't do that. I wouldn't want to get my man in trouble. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Keep it clean. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. You do you have any weird baseball superstitions or routines? Um. Yeah, they like change, man. Like nothing, nothing super specific. Just whatever's working is working. Like all the right. players, like. Yeah. If I'm wearing yeah. a pair of socks and I'm raking in the socks, like I'm gonna keep wearing the socks. Or like Absolutely. if I like find a routine going up for like I swing the bat weight three times and like then take it off and take a couple dry hacks and I get a hit, I'm gonna do the exact same thing next time. So it's like I don't know. I usually just like play around with a bunch of different stuff and then whatever is working at that point in time, I stick with. Like it could be literally like, there's a stretch there's a stretch this this year where I was like going off, I think it was in the month of June, and like before every game, like this one week I just realized I was eating like, I was eating five pieces of pineapple and five pieces of watermelon right before I went to the field, and I like cut up, so I just did that for the rest of the month, and I was going off, and then eventually it ran out, but it yeah. served me well during that period. Right. I, I feel like That's everyone it. has that like moment when they like realize what their superstition is, and they're just like, uh, how, did I get, how did I get here? And how did it come yeah. to this point? <laughs> how how did it come to eating five pieces exactly of watermelon and pineapple every day for a month? Like, how did this come to this? Yeah. I mean, like, I knew guys, like, who were wearing, one of my friends, who I will not disclose his name, but he was wearing these uh, compression shorts or whatever that he was just, like, raking in. They were, like, torn up, dude, like, done for. <laughs> and I think he, like, like he, like, Slid into second during the game, and I'm pretty sure he said he pooped his pants. And we're like, bro, like you gotta, you gotta throw those away. Like it's over, throw them away. And he refused to. He didn't oh, want oh, to wear them. Yeah, you, you gotta know when to get it out. Yeah, you gotta know when to just call it there for sure. Yeah, but I kind of part of me respects the commitment a little, a little bit, gritty. like in a weird way, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't respect it. We were. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here. You had to stand next to him in there. I'm sure <laughs> exactly. it wasn't as pleasant. <laughs> All right, uh, right, next one. Uh, best player you ever played with or against? Andrew Gillard. Uh, that's yeah, not. Awesome. There's so many good players. I don't know. I mean, like I played on the team that I played with in Cape Cod, I think like of the like 20-something guys we had on the team, like 20 of us got drafted and some that's first insane. rounders were like going to make it in the big leagues or that's yeah. what I'm playing with right now. Like, like, I played with Alex Bohm. He's a, he's a first-round guy. I played with Tick Todd, Trevor Larnick, Tick Todd. Adley Rushman, the number one pick, Tick Todd. Yeah. Wow. Good. Um, 
Xavier Edwards is a guy right now I'm playing with who's just incredible. Um, I don't know, against, like, the number one prospect in baseball, Wander Franco, played against him, like, a bunch in low A, and, like, he's the real deal. Like, that guy is crazy. Um, excited to see him. Shane Boz, that, like, righty, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter or anything, but he throws, like, 100. He looks just like Garrett Cole. Like, mm. yeah. Got a knock against that work. But, yeah, it's a, it's a large crop of guys who have played with and against who are good players. Evan White, shout out to Ghana, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Ohio. Uh, quick follow up to that. <laughs> yeah. How does uh, a quick follow up to that? How did the Cape Cod League compare to you know D one? Um, it's not like like the best players from people's teams go there. So like you're playing against like high level competition every single time someone takes them out and stuff. Yeah, but it's not like blow away crazy. Like I didn't play great up there. But like I didn't feel like I was overmatched, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. it was a uh, it was really fun to play against guys who are like all good. Like everyone who goes up there is good, pretty much. But right. it wasn't like an insane jump, you know. It was just a fun time. Right. All right. Uh, next one we got. Uh, you know, obviously you love baseball. You wouldn't be doing it if you didn't. But what's your least favorite part about baseball? My least favorite part about baseball. Yeah. Uh, one of my least favorite parts of the professional side is how many games you play. It just never yeah, ends. Or like the fact that the game is so yeah. long, like that's trash. Um, <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like nuances in the game that suck. Like cutters suck. Uh, too low off speed. <laughs> cutters do suck. Yeah, like advantage count off speed is probably the worst thing I can think of. So uh, hit, hitting in the cold. You had to play yeah, Indiana. Old, I mean, that sucks. That first month in Fort Wayne, it was like if you get jammed in your first AB, you're going over four. Like so, just baseball awesome. in the cold. We we don't have to limit it to hitting. Seriously, yeah. I mean, standing out there for long innings in the cold, also trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. Right, we got running out of seeds. Worst. Mm. Oh yeah, no <laughs> data. Bad. That's the worst. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more before uh, we got go into fancy BS, but. Uh, you got any uh, special pregame meal? You did mention the pineapple and watermelon. Yeah, what's that? Yep. yeah nah, I mean, Chick-fil-A, always a good go-to. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, man, I just kind of eat what's available. It's, that was a good thing. Like, they always have pregame meals available for us to eat and stuff, so you felt good and ready yeah. to go. But that's not nice. specific. Nah, I just eat whatever's there. That was nice. Uh, what's the best moment of your career thus far? What you say? What's the best moment of your career this so far? Uh best moment in my career. I think like a couple that just come to mind, like in my college career, um, we were in this like do or die game at home, the very last game I played at our home park. Um, we were up one oh at the time or maybe two at a time and they brought in their closer in like the sixth inning. Like they were like, full panic mode, the guy's pretty good. And uh, I was up two outs, run on second, probably hit the farthest ball, hit my entire life, kinda of put the game away. Um, so that was a good one. The other one I'd say is like in my pro debut. Um, I like it's funny for me to tell the story because like no one really. I come from a small school. No one knows who's good or not yet. So I'm hitting in the nine hole, and they don't really know much about me. And then I get my knock, my first, my second AB, and then my third AB. I hit a grand slam to wow. down three, hit a grand slam to put us up. So like wow. my first, my 
first homer. Pro homer was a grand slam, and it was in my first pro game. So that yeah. was cool. That's awesome. awesome. Take the lead. That's crazy. I do. I think I kind of remember seeing that. That's nuts. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool for sure. Yeah. We need a video of that if that's available anywhere. I know, man. I don't think I, I think I have a video of the actual swing, but not like the whole thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. We'll do some research. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then last one, you know, we're always deep diving with research on the D3 pod. Um, it says in your Lipscomb baseball dia- uh, bio that your favorite TV show is SpongeBob SquarePants. So, you know, what do you like about SpongeBob? Uh, SpongeBob is a hardworking man, dude. He's, he's always happy. Lock hard it. to bring him down, you know, like Squidward's always on him. And I don't know. I just like him. He gives up good vibes and it's a funny show. I've always enjoyed that show. So uh, I don't think I felt that out when I was like 17. If I could change it now, probably would. But <laughs> yeah, no, I do still like that show. That was a good hey. That was a good answer though for someone who wants to change their aunt. It was a very someone good who wants to change it. Was, you defended it pretty well. I love you really did. I hear you. Hardworking dude. Very hardworking. Exactly. All right, so I think it, uh, we're good for uh, fans BS unless you guys got any more questions. No, I think that was a uh, that was a good interview. I, I'm happy with that. I think we can leave it there. Definitely. All right, cool. So uh, so today's Fantasy BS is brought to you by Insert Your Local Advertisement Here. The podcast overall listens is currently up to 5,753 plays in over 50 countries. So please contact us for more info to you know get your advertisement out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, please. So, all you ad listener, all you ad, all you ad out there, companies. <laughs> all right, so uh, Lee, you're the guest, so you got the first pick here. And then uh, I think, Gil, you went second last time. So I'll, I'll go second, you go third, and then Shub, uh, recurring guest, goes last. Yes. All right. So, Are we uh, going snake draft? Or yes, going... snake draft. Yes. Snake draft. Great question. That's yes, a very good draft. question. And right, uh, cool. so uh, I, I didn't even introduce the topic. The topic is uh, baseball movie characters. So, yeah. Before we continue, hold up. Are real life baseball players in movies out of this? Yes. Correct. Okay, just like the basketball ones. All right, just making sure. Just making sure. Um, all right, if I'm starting off, yeah, you got the first pick. 1-1, I'll go with Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn, Major League. Mm. Uh, hard not to take it first off the board. Incredibly swaggy character, electric, love the glasses. Um, pretty easy pick for me to start off. Yeah, yeah, great that, picks. That's very that good. Tough. That's very I was kind of there was a little part of me that hoped that that was gonna fall. Uh, maybe sneak out <laughs> of it, sneak out with that one, but no shot. All right, uh, next pit. I'm gonna go with uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. No, from the same what, what this is why you went no. second. Huh? Oh, now you want to go second. Great pick. Uh, Appreciate that. All right, I'm already about to dip into my <laughs> nerves just to make it through the fucking draft. We'll be better. <laughs> All right, um, I'll take I'll take Willie Mays Hayes. Okay. Pick number one. There you go. So I guess that you know, back to back. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with two power hitters here, back to back. Pedro Serrano from Major mm-hmm. League, and then just bad. Shut your mouth. He can't hit a curveball, bro. Just a third major league player. Dude, it's fine. The scouting report's out there. The he can't hit a curveball. His own movie. Shut <laughs> up. And I got Carlos from Bench Warmers. Oh, you did it. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to tag. I was going to dip. I, I, I like Bench Warmers has some good characters in there. <laughs> but, Gil, it's, you can easily argue that Serrano is the second best character and not Willie Mays Hayes. So. Hey, man. I hear you. I hear you. 
I'm just saying, third off the board, just not a good look. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's all good. All right, uh, Gil, you gotta take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to you, Gil. Uh, 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 uh. Um, see, you guys kind of. I'm not gonna lie, you guys kind of me. <laughs> Hopefully, not um, too. Fuck, and I just made fun of Shoe for it. Um, I'm gonna take Gus Bus from Benchwarmers. <laughs> oh, the second best guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I just made fun of you for it, so I'm not happy about it. But <laughs> I'm gonna say Gus Gus Bus. Alright, uh, this is tough, but uh, I'm going to go with Mr. 3000. Uh, 3000 hits. Oh you know what else can you say? Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was yeah, take- 100% going to skate through with that one. Like, mm. no chance someone was going to say that. Then how are you going to take our guest <laughs> pick? How are you going to do that? I've watched no, a lot respect, of movies. I respect the call. I respect it. <laughs> Appreciate I ran that. my list by someone, and they're like, nah, you're good. Like, no way that was <laughs> Alright, well, you, it is state draft, so you got back-to-back picks here, so... Oh, yeah. Back to my pick. All right. I'll go um, G-Baby. R.I.P. Oh, that's a steal. That's a steal. R.I.P. Um, and then I'll go obscure one here. Not a baseball player in the movie, but Jimmy Fallon in the movie Fever Pitch, where he's like the insane Red Sox fan, because I relate to that on very many levels. Okay. Um, there you go. I think he's a good character. I like I like the little I like the the different take on the pick there. That's that's not bad. I respect that. Yeah. If you have a good reason, if you have a good reason, it falls. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Henry Rowan Gardner from uh, Rookie of the Year. <coughs> oh no! Uh, ben. See, I thought that was the one. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna sneak away with. I mean, he only only got one good year out of him, but you know, he's thrown a hundred in the movie for a good season. So you know, yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. All right, um, my I don't know. I feel like I always thought a lot of people saw this movie, but I guess not. Uh, I'm going with Crash Davis from Bull yeah. Durham. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We got. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I was just talking about his day, kind of like you, Lee. I was doing a little. I was feeling the crowd a little bit, talking to some coworkers, throwing some picks out there, seeing exactly. what they thought, and uh, I, I didn't get I didn't get a great uh, reaction from that, and you know, there some a little bit. Of, no disrespect to the coworkers, a little older crowd. No one knew who it was. He hit the f*** out of the baseball. It's messed up, man. All right, well, this is kind of a trend for me. Big animal podcast. I'm going with Air Bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, just like the basketball, how the hell are you going to stop Air Bud? Where's this strike zone? He's a damn dog, so... He's going to win. That's true. That's the, that's the things people don't think about. That's why we, that's why we have you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, uh, I think a lot of picks got taken, so any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm going with the internet. Uh, the pitcher from Bull Durham, while I'm on the topic, Nuke. Okay. If I watch For Love of the Game, Billy Chapel. That's mm-hmm. kind of like another movie no one really knows about. He did make my list, but no one's watched that movie. So uh, the coach, the coach. I'm pissed. I didn't take this, but the coach from Bad News Bears. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then one of those kids too from Bad News Bears. Well, he played outfield, I think. The good one. Uh, I think so. I'm looking it up right now. Kelly Leak. Yeah, I think yep. so. What was the one with the motorcycle like? Rides in and drinks beers and hits homers like great yeah. dude. And he's yeah. he's like twelve. Or real hard <laughs> He's the man. Right. Um, I think we hit them all. <laughs> Carlos, 
I like the Carlos from. That was a good pick. That was I good. did like that. That's yeah, good. Same. Ben and Jack off the table. Oh, uh, Squints. Uh, okay. Squints is a good character. Biggest move of all time, Winnie Peppercorn. Oh, yeah. uh, Smalls is iconic just from his line, Ham. You know, you could have gone any of those guys. That sucks, mm-hmm. though, so. True. Uh, Jack Parkman from Park- Major League Two. Uh, Not a great Park- movie, Park- but. Parkman's good, but he's a cocksucker. Yeah, that's true. Um, the guy who eats uh, sunblock in Benchwarmer. <laughs> oh. Clark. He's afraid of the sun. Big, arguably biggest snap out of the movie uh, has the clutch gene, so. With the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe should have made it on somebody's list. Hey, I mean, they lose that game if he doesn't get hit by the pitch. So, it was probably the most pivotal moment then of the it's movie. Over. Then the movie's awesome. over. And Carlos so, cost him the game, so taking him fifth I overall. I know, I know. I kind of, I feel, I personally feel like I messed up by missing that one. But <laughs> we got out an honorable mention, so at true. least he got some recognition. Very true. All right, uh, anyone got anything else? No, I think we, I think we exhausted all options here. Yeah. That's all I got, man. All right. Well, uh, special thanks to Lee again, you know, for taking the time. Yeah. You know, it was an awesome interview and you know, for lots sure. of insight and yeah, you know, yeah, my leads and everything. Appreciate y'all having me on. It's really fun. Hopefully, I'll make it on again sometime. Hey, like we said at the beginning, future re- you're already a reoccurring guest. Like we've already <laughs> kind of penciled you in for a few for a few more times, especially when you get back to playing. We might have to check in and see see yeah, how the time. how the league is doing. Right. Right. Oh yeah, give me a call when I'm back in season for sure. Yeah, you know, once you're in the already, already scheduled, we're pretty busy, so you know we got a lot of guests, so we'll you know we'll try and fix it in. Right. But <laughs> and you know once you're in the pros, you know everyone's gonna be trying to get you on a podcast, but you know you gotta remember who got you on first before you're big time. Oh yeah, that's why we're great. We're we're investing early into you know you'll be big one day, and then we'll, we're, we've already been here. We've been here. Right. Been there, done that. I'll never forget. Yeah, it's Kay Weezy and we back. The rise to the throne. And the... Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people phonies just wanna be like me Your baddest girl be all on my D The stuff you pay for for me it's free Because I got Ben Franklin's I got Ben Franklin's No need for hatin' I'm not a doctor I ain't got patience All I got is papers and a lot of haters Shout out to my home dog They all got prayers